Hey everybody, welcome to Between the Lions, a bi-weekly bite-sized oral history of the ongoing mission by the musical collective known as My Soul Among Lions to put all 150 psalms from the Bible to music. I am your humble and obedient host, Nathan Alberson. We are joined by Pastor Phil. How you doing, Phil? Doing great, man. If you don't know who he is already, then why are you starting to listen to the podcast here? You should go back to the first episodes and listen to them. We've also got Pastor Jake. How you doing, Jake? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. We also call him Strophic Jake, because all he cares about, <laughs> as we established in the last episode, <laughs> yep. is writing strophic folk ballads. That's right. That's the only thing that we should... Well, it is true that almost all of my real contributions, at least that I... If I've written a song by myself, mm-hmm. is almost always strophic. So just to explain, Jody might sometimes give you a melody or give you something yeah, that he started... I, I've contributed to a lot of songs on the album that are Jody's got a chorus and maybe a melody for the verses, and then I write the verses, right, or something like that. So a lot as you listen as we go along, you'll hear that's the story of a lot of these songs. Jody and I have most often been Phil and Nathan have been a team. Right. Jody and I have been a team, mm-hmm. and that's sort of how we've worked. And so Jody and I basically have two processes. One is I submit to Jody basically a complete song, and that's usually a, usually some strophic ballad of some sort. Right. Or Jody's got an idea or a song that he's working on, but he can't finish it, or he's really excited about the chorus but doesn't know what to do with the verse, whatever, and then sure. I come in and I help complete and round out the lyrics. Right, but this is a case, and we are talking about Psalm 5, the alternate version, Every Morning, appears on the second disc of the two-disc uh, volume 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a lyrics by one Jacob Menzel, and yeah. you wrote this completely just as a folk ballad, right? Yeah, that's right. This is one of the first songs that we got complete, I think, mm-hmm. pretty early on. It was one of the first songs that I think anybody besides Jody or Phil had written. right all the lyrics too. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a big step forward in proving to ourselves that, hey, we really can do this as a collective. Right. Jake, Nathan, whoever can actually submit lyrics that work as a song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. And so this can be, you know, a bigger thing than just something that Jody and Phil have to manage or micro have to have to have their fingerprints on all the lyrics themselves. Which is important because Jody and Phil are finite beings mm-hmm. that are not capable of initiating thousands of psalms all the time, psalm settings. So it's nice yeah. if somebody else can actually sort of get the ball rolling. And so this was a, I, I think it was an important step in Jody and Mai's working relationship. Just me proving to him, I can hand you something that you can just set. You just have to worry about the music. So one of the difficulties as a lyricist who is not composing the melodies to the songs is I think, at least for me, the idea of the chorus, right? Right. The chorus depends so much on the music. You can't really just write a chorus. You can have an idea. At least I found this about myself and my working relationship with Jody is I can't, I can't write. And I've tried, you know, I've tried writing songs that have a chorus. Right. Um, the best I've been able to do is be like, this is the theme that I think would be good for a chorus. Mm-hmm. And here are all the verses. But then because of that, I end up wanting to include all of the best ideas of the psalm in my verses. And it doesn't leave much meat left on the bone for a chorus. So we end up with these strophic psalms. The other thing that I'm really in love with is that sort of Bob Dylan-y way of coming back to a theme at the end of a verse and developing it over the course of multiple verses so that it means that line means one thing at the beginning and it means something different at the end. 
or has a different emotional weight at the end. Yeah, I always think of it as the, uh, or you've, you're even swapping out lyrics, but it's always the same. Like the Margarita, I always think of it as the Margaritaville thing. <laughs> the first time it's nobody's fault. The second time it's some woman's fault. The third time it's his own bleep fault. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's that kind of like. It's that kind of thing where it's a turn. It's a. It's called a turn. I mean, that's it what is, it is. It is in, what in it a is. classic. A um, what do you call it? In a what's what's the thing that Shakespeare wrote in a sonnet? In a sonnet, right? That's right. You have a couple. What are those things called? A couple. Of, well, <laughs> yeah, you, you have a couple. You have the stanzas, then you have the heroic couplet at the end that turns the idea. That just on turns its, the idea on its head. And so, like in Margarita, for example, you know you're going to come back to this to whose fault it is, and every time he's going to tweak it a little, and then at the end he's going to yeah. be depressed and honest and just say it's my fault. And Jake loves to do that kind of thing, and I think it's nearly. Or it's always effective. Yeah, um, and and I just you know it was it's a really, lot of fun. Bob Dylan blew me away with it when I was a kid, and you know boots of Spanish leather or don't think twice, it's all right or whatever. Those kinds of by the time you get to the end of boots of Spanish leather, suddenly these stupid boots mm-hmm. will tear your heart out. Right, <laughs> you these know? stupid boots will tear your heart out would be a good country <laughs> song, by the way. Yeah, but so this one says the first verse ends. I raise it every morning, his cry. The second verse, I raise it every morning. The third verse, but af- soon will fall the dark, dark night. But after dawn's the morning. And then the last one, and though I fall into the night, come raise me in the mornings. Yes, it starts as this plaintive sort of, I'm in a corner here, surrounded by the wicked. I'm raising my cry in the morning back to something that's a little bit more, uh, it turns to hope as the, as the psalm turns to hope. I think that songs like that can present real challenges to whoever is writing the music for the same reasons that we talked about in the last episode, if you can go into bridges and choruses, you can change the mood really simply. Mm-hmm. But if you have to have a melody that allows you to be one thing emotionally at the start and another thing emotionally at the end, but still serves both of those ends, that's a real challenge mm-hmm. and real something really difficult right. to do. So it's a I I often end up putting Jody in pretty tight corners with the with the songs that I write because I try to do that sort of thing a lot in how I structure my my songs. And and this is one of those types of songs. It's plaintive and it's imprecatory and it's hopeful. Hopeful. So it was a real challenge I threw at him and and he did I think a pretty great job mm-hmm. of really nailing it. I rem- I think I probably cried the first time I heard it. This is one of my first attempts at at a song and at the end of the day, I think I'm still pretty proud of it. That's yeah, a sweet, it's a beautiful song. I think what you're talking about in terms of how the song develops, it really leaves it to the arrangement and mm-hmm. yeah. how you bring it along. Dynamically, bringing it up or down, and mm-hmm. certainly by the last verse, it's you hear the hope. It's gorgeous. What kind of things did you do to achieve that effect in arranging it? Well, I don't know that I did anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, it starts out with just the guitar. Just mm-hmm. the guitar, yeah. And, and just Jody. Yeah. singing it's a guy a lo- who feels really alone mm-hmm. raising his christ to god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it, it it builds a bit we have again rebecca zellers mm-hmm. kepler kepler um, knee zellers right yes thank you but i think one of the ways in which it, it really heightens is when the guitar solo comes mm-hmm. in yeah uh that just kind of like lifts your spirits up so give me righteousness oh god though i fall into the night come raise me in the morning it's it's there's hope, there's assurance of, of that saving work of God. So I love it. It's beautiful. That's another reason we talked a little bit about, I, I made my argument last time for uh, how 
or I made the argument that we all agree with for how certain pop forms can really work well with the Psalms. I love that the Psalms have these things in them that are musical interludes and that we actually have mm-hmm. really modern forms like the guitar solo yeah. where we can just do that. I mean, yep. it is like a Sela kind of, or Sela, how do you say that? Sela, um, Sela. I think anybody knows yeah. actually. You say Sela. Um, <laughs> it is it is just one of those things where we can just have a musical interlude. But the brilliance of a song like this, I, I want to be sure to say, because I was the antagonist last time, in the last episode. <laughs> what I love about it is when you actually do achieve that simplicity, where which which I think we definitely did here, where... It says it all, you know, it's just, it's just one melody. It's not changing, but it's achieving a lot with a little, which I think is the neatest trick. I think that's really the neatest trick that any piece of art of any type can do. You can just have your guitar and Mm -hmm. you can, you can sing it. I think you can do that for the other one, but it's more obvious and simpler with this one. It does have some of the same issues melodically that you mentioned about the last Mm. one, which is that the range is really dynamic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in what it requires of people mm-hmm. being able to get up there and really sing uh, those right. high notes. But what I like about that, I mean, yes, congregational singing is something that was always in the back of our minds and that we certainly strived for. But another thing that you can do with a congregation is have somebody get up and do an offertory. You know, you can have somebody sing it and you can have somebody that has the range. Not every church does that kind of thing, but a lot of them do. And I think it's cool that we have some things that foot that particular bill and work that way best, actually. Yeah, and what you don't want to do is take a song that really wants to be... Personal. Personal and plaintive Mm -hmm. and handicap it by limiting the range when it it actually needs it wants Mm -hmm. to go up Mm -hmm. and down because the emotions of the psalm are up and down. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be years or months or whatever until we get to talk about this, but I always think of Psalm 22, which is such a complicated song that you can't really do congregationally, but it's also a really complicated story that that psalm, as written in the scriptures, is telling. Yeah. And in order to do it justice, you must do it a non-congregational well, in an unconventional way. In an un- and yeah. And they actually they actually did pull it off in congregational yes, yes, that's worship true. once, and it worked really great. Yeah, and but, it was awesome. But, but generally speaking, but, I mean. You wouldn't just hand this to your little Baptist uh, white painted church down the corner no and way. say, I mean, yeah, like, you guys you can do this. Have, I mean, it took a lot to pull that off. In, in yeah, you have to have one a time, band. I'm like sure. Florence on the piano isn't going to be able to just play yeah. this song. I don't Sorry, think. Flo. Sorry, Flo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's. That's its strength, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, hard pressed to think of a song. Yeah, to go all, all kinds of different places musically, and mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So the the standard joke is, what are you guys gonna do when you get to Psalm one nineteen? You gonna write a, a prog rock album? Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I certainly have my fingers crossed. <laughs> it's gonna be epic. All right, all right. Let's give Psalm five every morning a listen, fellas. You hate all wickedness, O oh God. You hate all evil ways. No sinner stands before your eyes. No fool before your gaze. See their deeds of darkest night. See. I raise it every morning. 
If you like this song and you want to buy it, you can buy it on iTunes or Amazon or Bandcamp. You can go right now and listen to it on Spotify or Apple Music. If you want charts, lead sheets, it's all available for free at clearnotesongbook.com. And if you want to support this work and get access to great new content as we write and produce new songs, go to patreon.com forward slash MSAL where you can sign up for as little as a cup of coffee a month.